G'day, I'm Adam Spencer and welcome to Telstra Behind the Mic. My guests in this episode are Carly Jeffrey, who's an analyst at Deloitte Access Economics, and Tom Penny, who's the head of environment in the Telstra sustainability team. So it won't surprise you to hear that we're going to be talking about sustainability today, but more specifically, how Telstra technology can enable positive climate action, not just within Telstra itself, but by helping customers across Australia reduce their emissions. Tom, Carly, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having us, Adam. Thanks, Adam. I think most people listening will agree that climate change is a thing, and there's quite rightly at the moment in Australia and worldwide a real focus on the urgent need to reduce emissions if we're going to avoid serious or possibly catastrophic global warming. But the thing I found fascinating about this is when you get into industry, it gets really complicated and really nuanced that the sort of challenges faced by an international airline are quite different to those faced by a beef producer or maybe a, a telco and tech company. Tom, what what sort of organisation is Telstra when it comes to addressing your sustainability challenges? Yeah, thanks, Adam. We are really at the heart an energy company in terms of emissions. So, you know, we've got an international organisation. We have a, a large national footprint and all of the network and the, the connectivity that we provide requires energy. So in Australia, we use about 1% of Australia's energy in total to run the network. Wow. Technology is a huge part of that. And that's sort of where our impact is in climate change and where we can make a big difference. So Carly, when Tom and the Telstra sustainability team reach out and say, we'd like a white paper on how we can bring about positive climate action, an Australian first piece of research, what was it like for you to, to have a look at Telstra? Well, Adam, this was a really exciting opportunity. Telstra is such a massive organisation and it touches so many customers in so many different ways. So we were asked to estimate the avoided emissions from Telstra's products and services. What's avoided emissions mean, Carly? Avoided emissions means the emissions that Telstra's customers actually avoid by using Telstra's products and services. Emissions they would have otherwise made, except we've brought on this new technology and cleaned up the act as a result. That is exactly right, Adam. So we looked at these use cases, which make up roughly two-thirds of the Australian economy. That's a very wide reach from an industrial economic perspective. Of these 11 use cases, the majority of them are underpinned by connectivity. Now, this really rings true to Telstra's core business. Telstra has a range of different service offerings and is branching out into a range of new technologies. But really, connectivity underpins all of these use cases that enable avoided emissions. Tom, before we go and look at the way you reach out across the entire Australian community and, and industries, let's look at Telstra and its internal sustainability goals. What, what's, what's Telstra's sustainability plan over the next few years and decades? Yeah, so with that large footprint that we have, um, we've set some climate change goals that are, you know, we believe are quite ambitious and we're quite proud of. And our headline one by wide margin is to reduce our emissions by 50% by 2030. On top of that, though, we're looking at generating renewable energy. So as that large energy user, we want to create as much renewable energy to feed into the Australian grid as we take from the grid ourselves. 
And then the final target that we have is actually recognising that there's uh, a real urgent need for climate action now. We've offset our residual emissions. And so we're a carbon neutral organisation right now, which we're quite proud of as well. And a very important part of sustainability is reducing emissions. That's not the only aspect of a sustainable business as we understand it in 2022 and beyond. Things like inclusion, representation, enablement via technology, is that part of Telstra's purview as well? Absolutely, it is. Um, They're all really critical parts of our overall sustainability program. So um, digital inclusion, um, providing customers with the digital skills they need to access services as we increasingly become a digital economy. Some other really great aspects around um, supporting vulnerable customers or or customers in vulnerable circumstances um, to provide access and connectivity when they need it the most. So it's a a very broad ranging program, absolutely. But where this discussion gets really interesting for me is when we look beyond Telstra's immediate internal, as you might like to think of it, footprint into the way that Telstra interacts with the the broader community. There's a concept in emissions these days of scope three emissions, which as far as I understand, Tom, asks of an organisation, not just what are you doing within your warehouse or your geographic space or doing your operations, but what sort of materials feed into you doing what you do And then once you've done what you do, where does that product, where does that service go? What sort of impact does that have? This idea of making organisations more aware of their broader footprint is starting to really become part of the sustainability movement, isn't it? Absolutely. And and the starting point is we have also set a 50% emissions reduction target for our scope three emissions. But then this latest research starts to look beyond that with our customers to look at how can technology actually help them reduce their own emissions beyond that boundary as well in, in their operations. And this is where it gets really exciting. Carly, you said you identified 11 different sort of aspects of operation. Talk, talk us through that structure. So a couple of examples I can give you. Cloud technology. On-premise data centers are very emission intensive. So by Telstra providing its customers with cloud-based solutions, businesses are then able to avoid those emissions from on-premise data centers. Another example is more of an emerging technology, I'll call it climate smart agriculture. This type of technology uses IoT, it uses mobile connectivity as well as drones and handhold devices to enable farmers to remotely monitor water juices, soil production and livestock. It's a fascinating space, isn't it? That's everything from the water you're using, the impact on the soil, how much the cows fart. It's the whole sort of, it's the whole picture, isn't it, Carly? (laughs) That's right, Adam, especially about the cows farting. (laughs) So not only does it enable farmers to avoid those long trips to physically monitor their agricultural production in person, but it also reduces water wastage and improves soil conditions through improved monitoring practices. So the Deloitte report estimated that over the next 10 years, 255,000 tonnes of CO2 emissions could be avoided from Telstra's products and services. So, Tom, when we look at some of these headings, cloud technology, smart agriculture, fleet management, smart metres in residential buildings, etc., I presume you were aware of these sort of applications of Telstra's technology already, but is this the first time you've really dug deep into those pillars and measured what sort of impact does cutting-edge technology have in these spaces when played out across the entire Australian community? 
Absolutely. It's been um, a really great report in that it set a framework and a way for us to be able to talk about the climate benefits of the products that we provide to our customers so that we can start to actually help them to reduce their emissions as well. And so we're really trying to bring that lens to it of going, what's the additional benefit that we can provide to our customers um, from a climate or an environment perspective? Tom, I look with interest at one of your use cases being an HVAC control systems. Now, obviously, Tom, I know what HVAC control systems are, but hypothetically, if I'd never heard of them and have absolutely no idea what that was, how would you explain it? It's basically providing the um, temperature controls within a um, an exchange for us or a data centre. So, you know, it's a heating, heating ventilation and cooling system, um, not dissimilar to what you might have at home, um, just at a more industrial scale to run, you know, in big operations. Because it's an interesting one, isn't it? We talked, and, and Carly talked about moving to cloud instead of on-premise servers and data storage. And that might not sound like that big a thing to people necessarily, but I remember seeing a heat map once of an Australian city and you could see these giant bulges where significant on-premise data centres were sitting. Those things, as we move into the digital age, the juice that's needed to run some of those facilities is quite amazing. And so if you can get significant improvements by, say, going to cloud, that, that can really have a notable impact, can't it? Absolutely. And so the sort of the comparison that we're making in this report is that if you use cloud computing services through a data center and aggregate everyone's computing requirements, it's actually a way that you can make it more efficient and optimize it compared to everyone doing it themselves. So the total energy used at that data center is actually quite a bit less than everyone doing it on their own. Carly, I see here internet banking. I love internet banking. I love it when my daughters text me every now and then going, Dad, put 50 bucks on my card and I can't pretend that I can't because I know that I can. How does internet banking have an energy footprint? The key thing with internet banking is the avoided trip to the bank. Ah. So essentially because uh, internet customers are able to do most of their banking online these days, they're then able to reduce the trips to the bank and therefore the associated vehicle emissions with that trip. Carly, I see here smart meters in residential buildings are one of the key uses of technology. What, what did you find when you looked there? So smart meters enable customers to change their behaviour on their energy usage based on the information that's fed back by the smart meter through a remote monitoring device or a tablet. So Deloitte estimated that over the next 10 years, 6.7 million tonnes of CO2 emissions could be avoided from... Telstra enabling its customers to use smart meters. Fantastic. Tom, smart health is one of the heads I see here. And we, we got an appreciation of the ability of the health system to evolve during the pandemic, didn't we, where people just could not go to the doctors as often as they might have traditionally. We opened up all sorts of e-health and things like that. Is that is that the sort of thing you're looking at here? Absolutely, it is. And that's covered in the report too. But the interesting thing is from a climate perspective, it actually, we think, has a lower impact than going to a GP or doing those normal health services. The extra really interesting thing, and from a broader sustainability perspective, is that telehealth can open up lots of other opportunities for people to get access to healthcare services more easily. So it really plays into that connectivity and accessibility part. And we think sort of over the next 10 years or so, the telehealth services might be able to save you know, up to half a million tonnes of carbon uh, in the atmosphere. So, you know, a pretty decent 
member. And Carly, it wouldn't be a podcast in 2022 without talking about new ways of working and remote working. I see it here, number nine on the 11 different fields you looked at. What did you discover when you dug into the world of remote working as far as what Telstra can do to help the community at large reduce their emissions? Well, we've seen with the COVID-19 pandemic, many, many workers moved to a hybrid working model and choosing to work from home. This means that they're able to avoid that commute to work. A Productivity Commission report found that workers actually prefer to work from home around two to three days per week. And it also suggests that remote working is here to stay. Now, what's really critical to remote working is internet connectivity. I don't know about you, Adam or Tom, but I had a power outage the other day and my internet stopped working and my productivity and what I was able to do at work just tanked. (laughs) So Deloitte estimates that over the next 10 years, as per the Productivity Commission report, remote working is here to stay, that the avoided emissions could be up to 13.8 million tonnes of CO2. I'm, I'm loving the numbers here. This report is so full of fascinating stats. I'm going to ask you each quickly, do you have a key killer stat that you like from either a small niche part of this report or from the report overall? I'll start with you, Carly. What's the number that really gets you excited here? By 2030, Telstra could enable 6.9 tonnes of avoided emissions for every one tonne that it generates in servicing its community. 6.9 tonnes avoided for every tonne generated. Fascinating. Tom, what's the number that gets you excited out of this report? I'm going with the headline stats as well, Adam, and it's that we can save over 40 million tonnes until 2030 through using technology. That's the one that I get really excited about. It's interesting, isn't it, Tom, because in closing, a lot of businesses are already on page here that, they've, that they want to do something or even have announced sustainability targets. When we look deeper into that, only about a quarter of large businesses are currently on target, on trajectory to hit that mark. So what's your message to people about remote working, smart metering, fleet management, whatever it might be for their business, how important it is to partner with Telstra and get on board here? Climate change is a global problem. It needs everyone to act. And um, really, you need all of the tools that you have available to try and reduce your emissions. And so if you can leverage technology to actually reduce your own impact and do that more quickly. So Tom, for people listening now who want to do something about their organisation's emissions, what's your advice to them? Well, the first thing is absolutely to look at technology and how that can help to reduce emissions and do it quickly. If you're interested in actually exploring that, absolutely reach out to your Telstra account executive and they'll be able to help you out. I like that. Superb. So Carly Jeffrey from Deloitte Access Economics and Tom Penny from the Telstra Sustainability Team, thanks so much for joining me today on Telstra Behind the Mic. Listener.